0: Shut Welcome to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale. That's got a very special episode for you. I'm Alex.
1: When you walk through the darkness, there's only one way to keep your senses sharp, and that's by having a song in your heart. I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete, and we have a special guest on the episode today. It is composer lyricist Matt Doers, who, uh, yay. Yay. yay, welcome. Yeah who you probably know best if you watched a recent episode of Riverdale, Archie the Musical. He composed four of the songs on that episode. I'm going to list them now just so everybody knows up front. We got Monday Senior Year, we got Friday Valentine, we got This Is Love, and we got Finale Our Song, uh, which is cool in and of its own, but one of the reasons I was really excited to chat with you, Matt, is... This has been a crazy long history to getting these songs actually, you know, out there, let alone on TV. I w- wow, I would love, yeah, I would love to take it all the way back just so people know the history of here. You originally wrote these along with Roberta Eggers' Gossip Back in
2: 2002. Is that right? I did, wow. way back. Wow. You Talk know? about a full circle moment. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, so what was the genesis of this? I know I, I think he was in Yale drama at the time. I don't I don't know if you were as well, but this was sort of like a perspective just sort of workshopy type thing where we did eight
2: songs in a treatment. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We had uh worked up a treatment and we had started kind of just doing it on spec as a uh, demo for the musical. He was fresh out of Yale and I had been working on another project which kind of uh grouped us together as collaborators which that one kind of fell to the wayside and we began just kind of clicking and hitting it off so we decided to work on an Archie musical and uh yeah so I started throwing the songs together putting the demo together who's putting together a treatment that was almost more than 20 years ago at this point wow. we we'll talk about a late bloomer <laughs> <laughs> and were you always
1: I know, we know Roberto was has sort of always been an Archie head were you as well
2: I had read Archie as a kid I was Never much into superheroes. I was more like the Richie Rich, Archie Comics kind Uh, of comic book reader. So I had a little head start, but not to the depths that I got into on this (laughs) project where I had uh, really dove in and learned the characters and the history and the background and the estate and the creation. And the yeah, it goes way back. Well, so know. this
0: was just to for anybody who is like deep in the lore of Riverdale and how it came about. Uh, later on, I think a year later, Roberto did another show called Archie's Weird Fantasy. Right. This is this is not
2: that right. This is Archie the Musical. This is an entirely yeah, that different was project. totally separate. I actually saw that um, that happens kind of simultaneously. He had been working on that previous to what we were working on, and that had been staged while we were working on this. And it was a totally interesting uh, (laughs) concept of uh, reimagining of the Archie world. Well, so
0: then this one, I, I imagine, based on the songs and based on kind of what you're indicating here, this was a little more straightforward, let's try to do an
2: Archie Comics musical. Was that the idea? Yeah, this was more an homage to the actual characters. And I had the concept of modernizing it. And at that point, it was modernizing it would be in the early 2000s so it was uh, kind of <laughs> more flat yeah yeah exactly more, grunge grunge year and i was getting my inspirations from the music at the time and the arrangements were coming from the music at the time so it was getting a little more influence from kelly clarkson from the strokes mm-hmm. but, you know these kind of more modern bands at that time because i wanted to bring it out of the 50s and we had discussed making it something that was more relatable uh, for the stage, and we we're kind of focusing on maybe an off-Broadway production mm-hmm. at that point, and uh, yeah, then we had ended up going, f- you know, meeting up with producers and getting to this the uh, place where we would take it to the next level. But then we had challenges with the estate at the time, and uh, right. so it, we couldn't get the rights to the material. So that kind of put it on a long hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it's interesting you talk about sort of the, the context that it feels like there there's so many layers to it and sort of what the commentary is on these characters. And from the commenting on the com- comic book characters to in the early 2000s to now it's airing on Riverdale. How did you sort of that's a complicated creation process to be doing uh, yeah, something that is doing like sort of four things at once. Can you sort of speak to that a little bit?
2: Uh, ask me that question again i'm sorry
1: that's uh... no no i was complicated so it it feels like there's so many (laughs) layers to this where it's like you've got the base characters the original archie characters then in the early 2000s you're sort of updating it commenting on what it mean meant to be an archie character and then riverdale that's an added layer of in 2023 like what does it mean like how did that affect the creative process
2: Well, when I was doing it, we were just kind of going straight forward with the characters, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, Archie, Moose, Ethel, the principal and the teachers. It was just going to be kind of a simple story of their high school, um, their senior year in high school. And they were entering the Battle of the Bands and they were kind of their their journey to get to that and then kind of becoming a closer group of friends who. Had to kind of had to realize that they were coming to the end of this little era of high school and, and uh, see what was waiting ahead of them. So that was kind of where that left off. The other layers, I think, came with Riverdale and and fusing it all together. So that was a whole nother. That was pretty interesting to me. I ha- I didn't have much to do with that. My songs were just kind of taken from what they were written and then fused in with the rest of the new Riverdale world and universe. Which was well, well, let's safe.
0: talk about that for a second because I, I know yeah. in the intervening time you've worked with Roberto a little bit. You worked on American Psycho as well, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously you guys have kept in touch. But when did he come back to you and say, "Hey, we're thinking about using these songs"? Again? Oh,
2: wow, that was an awesome day. I was checking. <laughs> <Yeah>. my- <laughs> I was checking my emails, and he had reached out to me and asked if if I would be interested in. Uh, working on an episode and use, they wanted to use the songs basically for an, an all musical, all original, all musical episode, which was a first for Riverdale because in the past, I know they'd done musicals that were established and had already happened. So then he had asked if I was interested and if so, they'd move forward with the concept. And of course I said, uh, yeah, that's something <laughs> <about>. <laughs> and I'd, I'd been dying. To see these, to have these songs see the uh, world, to be you know put into the world, they'd been on the shelf for so long, and everyone always loved the material, and everyone was always kind of so- sorry that it didn't happen. So it was nice to see it have a second life, or first life, really.
3: Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask. Like, what was it like to kind of see it come to life? I mean, what's great is. You know, from the the songs that we heard, you can tell that you really know the characters. Like the Valentine's Day song, that part where like, you know, Cheryl starts it off and then like Betty is kind of like, you know, she literally kicks Veronica out (laughs) of her seat to talk about don't be coming between her and Archie. What was that like to kind of see it go from, Um, you know, what you started 20 years ago to then see it on Riverdale?
2: It was an amazing thing to sit and watch that because I hadn't had any involvement with the production of it. I had just sent the material over, so I basically didn't see what they did with it until it was that uh, that the uh, release date on that Wednesday episode. Oh, Wow! All of a sudden, just wow. seeing the choreography and the costumes and the kids and those cars and the crane shots and the you know that was really cool. That was something I I can't say I've ever felt before, and it was. Really what
3: fun. was your like favorite moment of a song or something that really kind of just blew you away? Oh man, that finale. That gave me a little, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. And
2: then just having the whole, the full um, experience of how far it's come and how far it's been to seeing it in full production with that emotion behind it was really, it affected me. I was kind of, uh, I was moved. I was touched. It oh, was really awesome. But you know, what's nice. funny is in that Friday Valentine song, that song of, Was written just for Betty and Veronica. And, uh, you know, they incorporated the other gal characters in there. So then at the end of the song, I think Betty said, Well, obviously, this was a song written for Betty and Veronica, and you're just putting us in, you know. So. (laughs) (laughs) It (laughs) was. Yeah, 100%.
0: Well, there's also, I, I was looking back, you have a bunch of great demos on your website, the original version of the songs that I was listening to. And the song was originally titled Best Frenemies. And there's also, a joke, I think after that song where they're like, what does the word frenemies mean? Because they're in the fifties. And Kevin's like, I invented that.
2: So (laughs) (laughs) shot out there too, in the script. Yeah. Um, You know, they did some cool edits on the songs, which, um, I was really happy with the guys. They, they produced it for TV, of course. So they had shortened some of the songs and cut them. And, uh, that was something that they had. They approached me asking, "Well, how do you feel about the edits and this and that?" I said, "No, do whatever you want with. It. I'm not precious with this material at all, and I'm so happy with what they did and the production of it and the edits and the uh, incorporation of the other characters. It's awesome.
0: It's interesting. You were talking about the updating aspects of this. I may be misquoting them, but we had the Imperial Mammoth guys on the podcast like a year or two at this point, and they didn't say specifically which songs." all the songs that they worked on in the episode. I know they produced a bunch of them, but they did call out Friday Valentine. And I I think that was one that they said that they felt they needed to punk up a bit. So how how did you feel musically about the updating of that?
2: Uh, It was cool. And I uh, I had um, been kind of informed that they wanted to 1950s them up a little bit because I had the early 2000 arrangements in the originals. So that was really cool to see. You know, I heard a little more piano triplets and some kind of downbeats and they give me 1950s flavor. But I don't feel like it lost any of the integrity of the songs. I was really happy with all of it. Uh, I was curious about the
0: context of one of the songs in particular. Obviously, we talked about Friday Valentine. I think Monday senior year is pretty clear as a kickoff Mm -hmm. song for the show and the finale of the same thing. But This Is Love is a phenomenal song and it's all about Kevin and Clay's romance Given that you had a more straightforward story, and I I believe this predates the creation of Kevin
2: Keller, what was the context of this in the show originally? That song is kind of funny because I had actually put that on the demo. I don't want to say a throwaway song because that sounds like it's taking the value of it away. But I put it on the demo as a filler because we needed another song, and it was actually Mm -hmm. from another show that I had written. So then... Uh. yeah that kind of case. <laughs> i actually forgot that i wrote that song and i have no idea where they found that demo because i don't even have that demo or i have i don't have it anywhere it's not on my website or anything <laughs> Well, so, they pulled it out of I, your brain yeah, yeah they got stuck into yeah. your house and died roberto must have had that in some old hard drive somewhere because i completely wow. forgot i wrote that song and when the, the music supervisor from Werner Music had told me that they're using that song. I thought, oh my God, I don't even remember it. Like, where the heck did we find that? And then when I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. They just turned it into this epic love song, which which I love. It gives it a whole nother layer of meaning. Yeah,
0: There were two other demos that you do have on your website, I'm sure of it because I listened to them this morning, but uh, there's a song called Fair Riverdale, which Mm -hmm. is a school anthem type song, and then there's a riff on it called Square Riverdale. Uh, Could you talk about the genesis
2: of those a little bit? Uh, Well, that's funny because Fair Riverdale is how I got involved with Riverdale as the uh, TV show. They used that in the homecoming episode from the first oh. season. Wow. Ah. And Josie and the Pussycat sang it on the um school, what's it called? The the sound system, whatever. So that was used actually in the first episode. Square Riverdale never got used. That was kind of gonna be a joke in the show of the kids kind of making a, making fun of their alma mater. And uh yeah, in the original, I think it was the pilot. If you listen to uh Best frenemies you can hear the cheerleaders they'd have these cheers and there's these and they ended up pulling those cheers out and using them in the pilot and then they asked me to write some more cheers for the for the uh, riverdale bulldog you know the cheerleaders so if you listen in the i think it's the pilot or the first episode i did all the cheerleaders cheers and then for the homecoming they used fair riverdale for the alma mater uh, homecoming episode just wow. really cool sung by Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That was awesome. That's so cool. So just
1: across the board, like from a creative in any project, how much are you moving songs around like that? It feels like that's maybe a constant thing. The way that you can just use things so many different ways is
2: so. I know. Exciting. It's kind of, it's, it's age old. Like as long as people have been writing musicals, they've been pulling songs out of their trunk. And that's sometimes becomes the surprise hit of the show. I've read a lot of biographies and you hear about Rogers and Hart, Rogers and Hammerstein, Cole Porter, not to compare myself with any of those people but <laughs> it's, always been, it's always been something that they needed a song and they had something that they liked or melody that they'd use for a different song and they put new lyrics to it so that just kind of comes with the territory. It's also about not being too precious about it and just having flexibility for what's best for the material that you're putting into. Uh, now that these songs have seen
0: the light of day, I'm sure there's a lot of complications there in terms of, I, I assume Warners owns the songs now, but have you and Roberto talked at all about doing this live on stage? Like
1: actually oh man, figured I would, out yeah. a way to bring it
0: back?
2: Hey, Riverdale's
1: ending. He's got the time. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> tell,
2: me, tell me when and where I'm there. I got more songs in the trunk. <laughs> awesome. I would love
0: to see that. At the very least you could do it. Like I think the, I should not reference this, but Smash did a thing where they did a concert version and things like that. I love Smash. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: same. No, no shame. No (laughs) Smash shame in here. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, Matt, what else are you working on? What else should people check out from you, if anything? Well, you know, I have a, a music... I call it a music project because I feel like I'm too old to be in a band, so it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. never too old, man. Never. John Reeves is
1: going on tour like this summer, so yeah, well, yeah, you're a, never
2: too old. That's, those are goals, right there. <laughs> yeah, he could probably have a better tour um, lifestyle than I would, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I have a ba- yeah. I have a band. It's called Midtown Stacks, which I do with my best friend Lisa. She's the singer. It's kind of a throwback soul sound. Get people compared to Amy mm-hmm. Winehouse, which is. Such a compliment, but... Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of... We're working on some new material for that. We have some live shows we're kind of booking around and planning out, which is fun. We just do local New York City stuff. And yeah, we've had... That's for, that's a fun... Another fun thing. I just kind of started that to put songs together for licensing, but then people really have taken to it and appreciated it. So now we're doing more live stuff and uh, we're still pumping it out. And I'm working on a couple of different... Musicals, musical projects, which are fun. I love the stage stuff. Yeah, and uh, cool. yeah, they're just all works in progress. A lot of yeah. lot of pots on the burners.
3: Well, yeah. it, it's clear from your songs that you you uh, you know have a passion for the Archie characters. As this last season wraps right. up, do you have any like hopes or dreams or any ships you're pulling for or anything? <laughs> oh man, I would. I like your idea with the uh,
2: the stage show. Let's go in that direction.
3: All right, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
2: pushing
0: for that. All right. We'll we'll see. We're definitely pushing forward as well. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Congratulations. So excited that these songs finally saw the light of day.
2: Ah, oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything you're doing.
0: And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Riverdale at Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, Riverdale Dark on Twitter, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you after dark. And we're doing our musical episode at, right after this. Where
3: we yeah, you guys, podcast. you guys
0: have your lines, right? Yo. Pete, Pete, want to sing no. a couple of bars, real quick, just real quick. <clears throat>